So let's see. We've done 40. This will be our 41st episode overall uh, of this show because we did the 25 episodes of season one. Correct. And the recap. Mm-hmm. So 26. And then we've done 14 episodes of season two. And this one would be episode 15 of season two before and after. Correct. And as uh, we found so far up to this point, uh, whenever Ski is not the one doing the recap, the opening is different. So with that, you already know who's going to be doing the recap here because at least thus far, it's never been me. So welcome to Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. Uh, I am Alan and joined by Brent. Hi. And Ski. Yo. And uh, as you may have guessed already, we're doing season two, episode 15, before and after. And... uh, Ski will not be doing the recap today. Brent will be doing that. Now, one thing, I don't know if we've already specifically discussed it, but most of the time when someone else does the recap, or I say someone else, when Brent does the recap, <laughs> someone not, else, not like anybody. we have a whole stable of uh, podcasters here, but when uh, Brent does the recap, it's usually Don't these... disparage the writing team. <laughs> <laughs> writing team. Yeah. Boy, that'd be a real shitty group of writers. <laughs> Either they're bad writers or we're bad actors, um, or whatever you'd call us, uh, bad presenters. I don't know. Well, if, if we have a team of writers and the best <laughs> we can come up with, they've come up with is what mm-hmm. we're putting out there, yeah. then I don't feel like it's that good of a team of writers, yeah. wouldn't you say? I, I would agree with that. Um, I would think I thought I was sure you were about to say I'd agree with two thirds of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that um, I think that if we're going to present it as if there was a team of writers mm-hmm. behind this, then I think we need to go fully into the bit. And we're like, you know, coming to you live from Studio B of the historic Abernathy building. <laughs> <laughs> so make it seem like we're a full-on production. <laughs> like performing in front of a live studio audience. Exactly. You can't hear them because they're socially distanced right now. <laughs> exactly. I'm your announcer, Pierre Mancini. <laughs> now, is Pierre Mancini an actual announcer or is that a name you pulled out? That, um, it's... <laughs> don't know um (laughs) (laughs) so is that she basically saying it could be (laughs) there's a lot of announcers in the world a lot of guys named pierre probably somebody with the last name Monsini. (laughs) exactly i don't know what their career choices were (laughs) Um, no uh the name um pierre Mancini um and studio be the abernathy building um bob dylan um when he had his theme time radio show oh those are both things that i cribbed from that oh okay so so it's a possibility that he was actually you know had announcer name that or it could have been a fictional character exactly exactly i'm not sure if that was just you know um the producer of that one was eddie goretsky so that may have been like just a you know nom de plume that he chose for that fair enough well it's a a great poll though good (laughs) reference to start off the episode yeah so Exactly. Now, even though Brent's doing the recap here, of course, we will still name our MVPs and Mm -hmm. uh, give our uh, rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that, uh, we've already gotten one in the books for tonight. um, But of course, that's been a week ago for you. Mm -hmm. So I'll go ahead and turn it over to Brent so he can uh, kick off the recap. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, wait. You know, I did want to do. uh, Sorry to. Sorry to interrupt. I know you tend to go a little more quickly through your recaps okay. than uh, than Ski does. So I Correct. thought this would be a good opportunity to mention. I have not replied okay. yet to this uh, 
latest comment from Numi. She had sent oh. us another message through Facebook. Welcome, Numi. Yeah, but I thought I'd go ahead and put it on here so we could actually reply. Now, of course, she'll have a delay in getting a response to this, but then she'll get to hear it. So, so real quick, so this is in response to which episode? Like, how many weeks in the past is she? Okay, episode seven is what just came out. So this will be eight weeks ago. So this will be eight weeks. Yeah, now I will send her the response, but then she'll hear us coming up with the response eight weeks from now. Okay. You know, whenever she, assuming that she hasn't given up on the show between now and then. She's been a loyal listener so far, though. You know, it does scare me as far as, like, our timeline versus the listener's timeline. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to wrap my head around this earlier as far as, like, the upcoming election goes. And I was like, well, will we know the results eight weeks before our listeners? And I was like, well, no, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But they'll know the results and wonder why we're not talking about it <laughs> for another eight weeks. Well, I have thought there are certain circumstances. Um, you don't know, at one point you mentioned a phrase that pays that, uh, to my knowledge, has not come up to this point. It has not. Um, and, uh, and, of course, you know, if uh, at some point there's a reasonable chance in the, you know, I think close to three years we have left of doing this uh, podcast, you know, that it would take us to record it all that, you know, Betty White's not getting any younger. She may live forever, but I kind of feel like the week after she goes that we should record something specifically for that. Yeah. At least at the beginning of the episode and be like, Hey, you know, we just wanted to say this or at the end and then I'll tack I, it on before it actually goes out to the public. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, it's one of those things that, again, you know, I, I if anybody gets to live forever, I hope it's Betty White. Right. You know, but if that doesn't pan out, um, we should definitely do a special episode. Because if we don't, the next regular episode that we do, if we don't give her the MVP, mm -hmm. then we're just dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, in fairness, she wins it on her own accord more yeah. often than anybody <laughs> else. But it's like... It's like I don't care if she died. Patrick Vaughn gave a performance <laughs> for the ages. Now, what if it was so far? Let, let's say that it was like Betty White's worst episode ever. And, you know, and it was just a, an Emmy winning performance by, mm -hmm. you know, by Rue McClanahan in that episode. Yeah. Do you feel like you still have to snub Rue and give it to Betty just because of the <laughs> Lifetime Achievement Award exactly. status of it? Exactly. Oh, that's fair, honestly. And I can't imagine that it'd be enough to sway the vote um, in the season MVP either way anyway. So, but uh, anyways, so this was in response to, uh, to episode seven, which I believe was the, the one that had the new and not improved big daddy in it. Oh, gotcha. So, and I mean, this kind of confirms it. So, uh, no, actually I take that back. So I had replied to something that she had sent us, you know, about listening to episode six and then, after listening to episode seven, she sent something that referenced that original reply. So anyway, so you've just been a busy little bee. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, you know, I got to try to try to connect with uh, at least the one person who reaches out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and, hey, listen, and I will make that effort to anybody else who wants to, um, by all means, and mm -hmm. you know, and I'll get these guys in on it as well. But I just said I. I you know, she said she had been waiting for episode six, mm -hmm. and I said, uh, I, I hope we did a better job on the podcast than Fake Big Daddy did on the show. Okay. Um, and then her reply to that, as well as comments on the next episode, were uh, definitely New Big Daddy is kind of a slime ball. And then she said, me, MVP of the week, I'm flattered. So I think that was after the first oh. time that we mentioned in you. Very cool. And gave her that MVP. Exactly. Um, and then uh, here we both. I think we be present to win. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I think we had discussed the languages there, and she said, uh, here um, we have both second and third language in school. Mm-hmm. We have English as second language, and from like age 10, and only Disney and Pixar movies with Swedish voiceovers. Mm-hmm. So apparently, you know, like to reinforce that yeah, English, gotcha. they do that. Everything else, uh, everything else has subtitles, so we mm-hmm. get fed British and American on a daily basis. Uh, yes, I mix up stuff for me. Sometimes I wonder if it is shall be is or are mm-hmm. um, but not all the time and misspell other things which you'll understand from context mm-hmm. and then it said for third language uh, learned in school you could choose from German Spanish and French mm-hmm. and that uh, I didn't learn Spanish fluently but I have a greater understanding for different languages similarities mm-hmm. some differences and a bit of culture gotcha. uh, other than my own just from learning languages in school decades ago Very so nice. you know apparently you know I think mm-hmm. that we discussed how our country lags behind mm-hmm. when it comes to learning a second language, much less a third language. Um, you are, un- it is really unusual to find somebody who is fluent in a fluent in a third language here, Correct. for yeah. sure. But uh, anyway, so so I didn't know if you had any specific response. Like I said, I'm going to reply to mm-hmm. her, and I'll put more or less what we what we talked about here and there. But then she can kind of hear it referenced yeah. uh, directly. Um, I will go with um, hello, bonjour. <laughs> Um, I forget what Spanish for hola. Hola. I knew it was something that I knew. So, um, so yeah, that, that's documented proof that I'm also trilingual. Um, I will not be accepting follow-up queries. So, um, aloha. Aloha. Yeah. Let's not, yeah, I guess that's. It's its own language. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaiian. So is Hawaiian the name of the language? Mm -hmm. I believe so. All right. Uh, I myself um, failed two years of French in high school. Oh, very nice. Um, and to <laughs> well. my knowledge, I'm the only person to ever fail French 1 and French 2 consecutively. Hmm. Yeah, it makes no sense. That I, I think you may have discussed it about how your French teacher thought that you were good enough to go on, even though you... She said that I couldn't fit French 2 into my schedule. Oh, okay. Um, I... Um, I couldn't fit. I'm sorry. She said I should retake French one and I could not fit that into my schedule. And she's like, well, how about French two? And I was like, yeah, I got an opening for that. So she said that she would sign a waiver to get me into French two. If, you know, I promised to get a tutor and I had no problem with that. Um, but then me and my tutor broke up. Oh. And so I wasn't invited back for French three. So were you, um, having relations on the side with this French teacher as well? No, no, no. Um, she, she worked awful hard to keep you in her class. No, I mean, <laughs> I, mean we, I wouldn't even say we were friendly because it was just a straight teacher-student relationship or whatever. She was the academic sponsor for the uh, the Quiz Bowl academic competition oh, okay. thing. Um, and I was the, the I don't want to say rock star, but I was the... I you don't want to say it, but that's what it really is. Yeah, the, <laughs> it, it, the, it was the only year that I did it because the fine arts um, category for that year was music and art of the 1960s, oh, wow. which was my wheelhouse. So, you know, it was me and, you know, four pieces of dead weight. You well, know, yeah, I, I mean, a category <laughs> like that for a high school student yeah. is definitely going to be a, a rare student that excels yeah. on it. Yeah. So. So we got to know each other because of that, because she was a big Beatles fan. Very nice. Um, Original Beatles fan, like back in the day. That was her sweet spot as far as her youth. 
Very nice. I imagine that would apply to quite a few people mm-hmm. that grew up in that time frame. So, <laughs> yes, I believe they were quite popular. Yeah, the- from what I understand, <laughs> exactly, they're quite the flavor of the day. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. Who are you guys talking about now? <laughs> Beatles. <laughs> But I thought, you know, so now we, we've we've responded directly on the to podcast okay. to, to Numi. But I also thought the only other person that's ever posted mm-hmm. a, a response to anything yeah. was Sherry. Okay. Um, Wait, so I'm sorry, did you type something to Numi? I have not yet, but I okay. will. Okay. I'll, I'll have that sent out by well before this episode comes out, but by the end of the you know, next day or so. Um, <laughs> Just <laughs> drafting those words carefully. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to walk up there after we finish gotcha. this second episode of the night. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Type of reply, but um, so your Sherry's going to get a response also. Well, I just feel like I should at least acknowledge the because mm-hmm. she's left us, I think, either eight or nine comments on okay. Podbean, which that's mm-hmm. another place you can leave comments for yeah. us on. But uh, I just thought we should go through those real quick. Okay. Uh, they're, they're short. So We love you, Sherry. This was uh, seven months ago. No idea what which episode she's referring to, but um, so many laughs. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then six months ago, I love the part about Ski's one-man show and his uh, set built of cardboard, although 14 <laughs> hours of build time is probably underestimating it by a lot. Uh, four months ago, she commented... I'm really enjoying the many ways you interrupt the way the title should be read. Big laughs right from the start. Uh, next after that, it was, uh, I love that Brent always brings it back to Temple Grandin. Um, <laughs> I look forward to uh, planning for Ski's uh, best bits upon his early departure. <laughs> Another great episode. And then three months ago, uh, I would love a shirt featuring, featuring Brent in his nightgown. Or it could be all of you in gowns with the logo. So that'd be an option. Nice. Uh, That's a good idea. Next one after that. Sounds like Brent has a, a teacher-student fantasy. Um, I believe that may be in re- reference to mm-hmm. you, know, you oh, feel. A one that I recapped? Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ski had some great zingers. So, yeah, it must have been one you recapped. And then, mm-hmm. Alan, you've always made me laugh the most in your faces. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so the last time she commented was to <laughs> say I was a deviant? Well, that was, no, that was only two months ago. Or that was two more comments after that. Okay. Uh, then there was a, I want to hear more about that pesto pizza and oh. the uh, bonus boner content was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, now I believe that pesto pizza you talked about had given you some pretty bad gas the next day, didn't you? I ate too much of it. Oh, okay. So that's on me. That okay. says more about me than it does the pizza. So itself. under a normal, reasonable portion size, yes. it does okay in the digestive exactly. system. All yeah, right. you'd have been fine. Fair enough. So and again, I also got it with the um the whole grain crust. Mm, yeah. So again, buyer beware. Your <laughs> mileage may vary. And then this one was a very recent comment, but she said, and I know we discussed this on the podcast, but she said, I came up with Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. Oh, um, gotcha. Which I did reply to that one, and I just replied lies. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I feel I, like, I, you know, Numi deserves all the love for sure that we've, that we've given to this <laughs> point, but Sherry has been the most loyal listener, <laughs> and I want to make sure that she gets, uh, gets the love she deserves as well. Indeed. So. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say indeed <laughs> because that sounds kind of creepy. <laughs> but I will say that. Um, I've never shied away from creepy, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that um, is true. So. Yeah. You were, um, Alan, you were the first person I ever heard to say, you know, uh, Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. Mm. Okay. But if Sherry says that she claimed it, um, I'm not going to call her a liar. I am going to say, though, that you two have some weird pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, do you think that the pillow talk is us 
uh, talking about Marky Mark <laughs> and his monkey bunch. And his monkey bunch. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I guess to each his own. But uh-huh. um, and in fairness, that movie predates our friendship. Although I was the first one who you may have heard him mention. That does not give definitive proof. Now, I still believe I said it first. She believes she said it first. And mm-hmm. that will probably... I don't think that's going to be on the divorce yeah. papers down the road. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's something that we've settled into yeah. as a couple. And you know what, though? In hindsight, maybe you were the first person I heard say it. But at the time, you attributed it to her. It could be. You know, you said, hey, Sherry refers to that as Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. And I just forgot that bit. I just remembered you saying it aloud. Now should that you're we pandering. put context into this for whoever's listening to this first time? Oh, well, just, the, yeah, that refers Talk to the Marky Mark uh, Planet, Planet of, the of the Apes movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Like the first and Sharon remake. and I both say that we came up with calling it Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. Yeah. I'd like to think that uh, maybe we both did come up with it, said it at the same time, didn't realize the other person had said that because it was literally coming out of our mouths, and that's just how in sync we are as a couple. Possibly. And that's why we've never been able to resolve that conflict. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. so what's your favorite Marky Mark movie? Uh I think the one where he was like an angry boyfriend. Um, he hits himself in the chest over and over again to try to make it look like the dad beat him up. The crush? Yeah, maybe that. That's only because... That oh, you know, no, I take that back. It'd probably be the a much more recent one where I think it's him and Will Ferrell as cops. Yeah. That'd the, be, that'd probably the be other guys. guys? Yeah, the other guys. That'd probably gotcha. be my favorite movie. Of I love that his. movie. Yeah. Now that said, I mean, those are just coming off the top of my head. So that only is three movies that I can definitively say i've seen that have marky mark in it yeah because i didn't see wasn't he in like a dad movie of some sort as well uh he was yeah another will ferrell like bad movie. fathers or bad like, there's or two will stepdad. ferrell movies with that yeah um, <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> um, yeah. um so <laughs> in, uh, bad dads um so i will say that uh, Put a pin in that for a second. Sure. Uh, I don't like. I'm not a big Marky Mark fan, uh, but I did like the Big Hit and okay. the Corrupter, and those are two. I haven't really seen either ones. One, so. um, really good. Now, as far as the um, the Bad Dads movie or whatever, or Bad Daddies or whatever, the it one is, with Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then they did the sequel where they brought in Mel Gibson. What? Like, I don't like Marky Mark because I think he's just a bad person. You oh, know, okay. he's done some bad stuff in his personal life. You know, and I just have a hard time overlooking that. Ditto, Mel gibson you know um but my um so the i don't know how much of this anecdote to get into okay so i will just say my two oldest kids um while they were with their mom they watched the first one um the first bad daddy's movie or mm-hmm. whatever and they seemed to they enjoyed it way more than I was comfortable with them enjoying it. <laughs> so you felt like they were identifying with exactly they it so much? for every possible reason. Like I'm sure it's just a horrible, horrible, shitty movie. <laughs> but then just what it's about also just upset me, right? You know. But then like they were so unreasonably excited when they found out there was going to be a second one. <laughs> like they were, uh, they were just bouncing off the wall. I forget what we were even seeing at the theater, but then that preview came on and that was more exciting to them than what we actually saw <laughs> at the theater. And it was one of those things that was like, why does this, you know, seem like it's such a good, going to be such a good movie. And um, I just remember, um, the boy who I think was just fucking with me, he's like, it's got twice as many dads. That means it's twice as funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is really subjective. Exactly. Reasoning like, right there. Yeah, well, I can't argue with science. So. <laughs> well, you have to appreciate his math skills, right? Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, well, sorry to uh, to sidetrack that, but I just, uh, you know. Yeah. I thought that I wanted to get that out there. Yeah. So no, for both so. Numi and Sherry. Yeah. So. I'd like to thank Sherry and Numi, both loyal listeners. Thank you. And Prince is my idol. If you're still listening, you know, even though you've never commented, you know, and the other 97 people who, hey, who apparently I'm, listen. And and definitely if you, uh, you know, want to follow us and let us know you're following us, you can do that on Podbean. So I know that one you can yeah. follow it and we can see it. Now, right. if you f- are following us on Stitcher or iTunes or whatnot. I don't think we can see that, but if you make a comment on iTunes, we can definitely see it and would love to see that. So yeah, I think Amazon Music has podcasts now too. I'm yeah, not we, sure and we are on that as well. Okay, yeah. Nice. So a- anytime one pops up, I try to get on there. Um, gotcha. So you know, just to see if we can catch a couple more people God that might be interested in our bullshit. And you God said we're on the Twitters, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, at Sophia's Choice on okay. that, at Sophia's Choice podcast on that, cool. and then a Facebook page as well. So you can reach out to us in any of those ways and. Uh, We'd be excited to hear from you. Awesome. So Okay. So we're going to talk about before and after um, this episode. Uh, directed by Terry Hughes. You know, already established that it's not his first rodeo. <laughs> written by Bob Rosenfarb. Yay, Terry Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, Hughes. <laughs> uh, um, so Bob Rosenfarb uh, went on to become a big deal on Head of the Class, Who's the Boss, and Step by Step. Oh, so did he direct in all three of those? Uh, yeah, he was a writer or producer. Oh, okay. Um, for all of them. It's pretty, so, pretty big shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a nice run there. So the original air date for Before and After, episode 15 of season two, was January 24th, 1987. So um, if you happen to be a history buff, you'll know that, you know, January 24th has popped up in other places in history. Um, so I'll Why am not? But would you, uh, do you happen to have any? Uh... I do. I've got a couple here. Um, I'm just going to sort of go through them. You guys interject and do some color commentary for any of them that strike your fancy. Okay. Oh, away. I'd like to talk more about that. So January 24th, um, back in 41, uh, famous anti-ascetic Caligula died. Ah. So he was born in 12, which I thought was just funny, you know. Like, when oh, were you born? Okay, so when you said 41, you actually meant the year 41. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I assume Caligula 19... died in 1941. Uh, well, <laughs> well, when you said Caligula, I, I, you know, <laughs> I was thinking like 41, like, is this going to be something referring to one of the war? You know, no, <laughs> like, no. no in the year 41, um, <laughs> anti ascetic Caligula died. So, uh, 1536. Um, Nothing <laughs> happened in the 1500 years in between. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on January 24th oh, that okay. I found Nothing interesting. Nothing note. Yeah, <laughs> nothing that it just struck my interest. Okay. So, 1536, uh, King Henry VIII suffered a brain injury mm. while jousting. And then there are some historians who suspect that this may have contributed to his erratic behavior. Well, you um, know, I... Uh, experienced a brain injury on december 10th uh-huh. of 2015 and i don't know i think i've never been more stable so <laughs> which which henry was it henry the eighth oh yeah yeah and they also attributed that to his weight gain too right yeah because he was bedridden for so long yeah exactly well i was fat before the brain injury and still that now so i don't think that's uh... a <laughs> so, so personally i think that you know historians just don't know how to party yeah <laughs> so. right yeah <laughs> So, uh, 1746, uh, King Gustav III of Sweden was born. Ah. I know we've mentioned him before in a Numi-centric episode. So, Very nice. Um, 1917, uh, America's sweetheart, Ernest Borgnine, was born. Which, which year was that? 
1917. Now, is Ernest Borgnine, uh, he's no longer alive, correct? Correct. So, it's a shame. Yeah. I wish he was celebrating his 103rd birthday. Yes, <laughs> as do I. As do I. Um, 1930, uh, Punisher and Wolverine creator John Romita Sr. was born. Uh, 1940. He created both of them? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, lots of other stuff, I'm sure. No, but wow. obviously those are two pretty big pop culture um, touchstones. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1941, Aaron Neville was born. Of the Neville brothers? Yes. Yes. Um, can, can you do an Aaron Neville impression for me? Like, if I am right, is he the one who's... I know. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't think of the song. Like, I know it's a very high pitch. Oh, how much? And oh, I there you love go. You. Yeah. Exactly. And that may be all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, also in 1941, a Jewish Christmas enthusiast, Neil Diamond, was born. Hmm. Jewish Christmas enthusiast? Um, Neil Diamond was Jewish. But, but he loved Christmas? He does have a couple of Christmas albums. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just think that he's a musician and knows that there's some money in there. So. <laughs> Possibly. But. So, uh, 1946, uh, Michael Antkian, a uh, Canadian actor who played uh, Harry S. Truman on Twin Peaks, was born. Okay. So. I like that's a deep cut looking for January 24th. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a big, big Harry Truman fan. Uh, big Twin Peaks fan. So, oh, okay. Um, big, big fan. And I'm so, like, when they did the revival a few years back, mm. um, like, he retired a few years ago. And he's like, no, I'm retired. I ain't coming back. And it's like, dude, you retired, but this is really the only thing you've ever really done of <laughs> note. <laughs> you know, I think, like, retirement may have been thrust upon him. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, like, so he did not come back. So they got Robert Forster to play, you know, his previously never seen brother. <laughs> Um, on the show, but then like, I don't know. And it just, it would have been better if they would have brought back him to play Harry Truman, you know, cause it just wasn't the same Yeah, for many reasons that I don't want to spoil. Cause there's still a chance we may do that podcast. So anyway, that, that is one show I never saw any That's of. So amazingly good. My dad watched, I think Yeah, maybe a lot or all of it. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. I'm a big, big fan. I think, um, it's going to be the next series that I rewatch. I'm at a stopping point for Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, uh, 1947, singer, songwriter, and sandwich enthusiast Warren Zevon was born. Now, how do you know that Warren Zevon is a sandwich enthusiast? Um, when he was on his um, not quite his deathbed, but he knew that you know he was going to be dying, you know, really, really, really soon. You know, he did his last appearance on Letterman, um, and he was just the only guest the entire hour. And oh, okay. Letterman's like, you know, hey. Is there anything that, you know, you wish you would have, you know, knew before the end was near? And Warren Zevon just said, you know, I wish I would have enjoyed every sandwich. Oh, okay. Which I just thought was a nice, you know, epitaph. I don't think that makes him a sandwich enthusiast, though. You don't think so? No, I think that's metaphor. Um, I know beautiful language, but um, I, <laughs> I don't think that he's, I don't think he's saying that I just love sandwiches, like, and I wish I had more of them. I think he's, I think that's more of like, I wish I would have enjoyed life more. What? <laughs> I don't think you meant literal, but I think that... I just don't think that that qualifies him as a sandwich enthusiast. I think he... um... (laughs) (laughs) I I get the point that you're trying to make. (laughs) But I'm just saying that. I think I could... 
he could have been an anything enthusiast, you know? And I just went with sandwich because it was on point from what he said. Oh, okay. Like I could have said puppy enthusiast. So, so no matter what, you were going to describe him as an enthusiast of something. And so you felt like I sandwich that, would have been the best option that you had a point of reference. Yeah, I think um, sandwich enthusiast just sort of within that context, it encompasses every possible good thing. Oh, you know? okay. Because his whole point, like you said, was just enjoy everything, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was, you know, following the spirit of this oh, okay. thing. So, seems enough. like a fair enough, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm glad you're on my side because this next one's kind of controversial. <laughs> <laughs> 1949, um, and I'll stand by this regardless of what you guys say. Um, John Belushi, who I think is the most talented Belushi, was born. Oh, okay. So you think that we're going to be arguing for Jim? <laughs> <laughs> you know, saying. I actually saw Jim Belushi on an episode of uh, Bill Maher today. Really? He, yeah, he was like... Uh, maybe the second or third person he interviewed and right. stuff. And uh, Bill Maher actually pointed out that, you know, despite living in the shadow, the looming shadow of his brother, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of cut out his own niche mm-hmm. and had his own uh, yeah. distinguished career. Yeah. I think I'm, John was definitely the best. Yeah. I agree. Though. So I here's agree. my controversial take that actually might be controversial is that I think the Belushi family may be the most overrated fam like celebrity family that I can think of offhand. More like Kardashians? I mean, the Kardashians have their lane. You know, okay. they're reality TV people. How about uh, the Arquettes? Let's see. I'm a big fan of... Um, David, Patricia, and Rosanna? No, I'm not a big fan of any of the three, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know Patricia has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of Emmy love, though, or mm-hmm. Oscar. I mean, I feel like she's gotten a lot of award show yeah. stuff for things that she's done. Um, mm-hmm. And in the things I've seen her in, which I think is like Little Nicky... Um, I enjoyed her yeah. <laughs> in the roles that I've seen her, but I can't call yeah. myself a big fan. Mm-hmm. But I also don't feel like you have people have the reverence for the Arquettes that they mm-hmm. do for John Belushi. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, had John Belushi lived a little bit longer yeah. or, or significantly longer? Yeah. I feel like he gets a big bump up for dying young when he was mm-hmm. still at his That and Blues peak. Brothers. you got a lot of people who love Blues Brothers. And I, I, in fairness, I've never seen the Blues Brothers. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I've seen skits of it, you know, yeah. in the old like Saturday Night Live stuff, but um, but I have never seen the movie of the well, Blues Brothers. And I think that's also another one. Like a lot of people who really love the original Saturday Night Live cast and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was he in the original cast or just mm-hmm. one of the original, like yeah. several original cast? Yeah. And maybe I'm being unfair by saying that I think they're overrated. I don't think most people overrate Jim Belushi anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say that he's probably More likely maligned. to underrate him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess in all actuality, it's just that I think maybe John Belushi is a little bit overrated. Overrated. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't really think of whose career John Belushi would have had. You know, because out of that original crew, mm-hmm. you know, um, the only, I mean, Dan Aykroyd had, you know, some, but it sort of petered out. Right. The only two that ha- have had any longevity, and this is with the caveat that there were some big gaps in his CV, is uh, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that Belushi would have went either of those routes. Yeah, I mean, Chevy Chase is also someone who is seems to have a fairly universal um reputation about being difficult to deal with and work with and whatnot um and then uh who's the other one bill murray bill murray sorry yeah bill it just the name popped out of my head for a second but yeah obviously bill murray is beloved but um yeah i don't know i don't think he could have i definitely don't think he could have gone that way 
I would say that probably the closest comparison that I can think of right now would be maybe like a a more a more modern comparison would be maybe like a Will Ferrell would probably mm-hmm. be a top end of yeah. like that he would have gone on and make more movies, some really good, some not so good. Yeah. Um, but but uh, as far as you don't think he would have mirrored Dan Aykroyd? You mean like as far as like having a a big peak with like a particular movie or two, and then just yeah. more or then less falling part, out parts here and there. Kind I don't of thing. know. I don't know like, if he would have gone that way. Because I don't think that like you have like another star, not star, uh, Saturday Night Live alum. You know, like a Steve Martin type person. Mm-hmm. Was he ever on Saturday Night Live or just a, a guest? Yeah, he just guest hosted all but, the time. Um, yeah. But he's that same time yeah, frame yeah. at least. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like. I don't see John Belushi taking any of those movies away from Steve Martin well, yeah. or from Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of any other actor of that age who had a career that's like, oh, Belushi would have been better in that role, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I can think of offhand either. Mm-hmm. But there would have been a, so according to John Flake show. Right. <laughs> well, and the truth is, is had he survived, I, who knows what kind of a mess he was to deal with at yeah. the time. I mean, it may have been like, oh, he's funny, but he's also yeah. a handful to have to deal with. And, yeah. you know, he, his career might have petered out because of that, yeah. you know, even if he had made or at least, yeah. you know, taken some peaks and valleys. But, gotcha. Uh, who knows? I, I just think he, at least based on his body of work, definitely mm-hmm. gets a big bump from Diane Young. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, anyways. Cool. All right. Um, 1951, um, Branson, Missouri businessman Yakov Smirnoff was born. <laughs> so, what did you call him? Uh, Branson, Missouri businessman. Businessman. Well, you know, there's the Yakov Smirnoff Theater in Branson. I, I actually did know that because mm-hmm. I think you told me. Yeah. I, I encouraged, you know, we have a friend, James, who goes to Branson on, has been there several times. At least yearly, I think. Yeah. And we always encourage him to go there. I don't believe that he has ever taken mm-hmm. in a show there, which yeah. is. A true shame because he's our age, so he definitely knows who Yakov Smirnoff is. <laughs> yeah. And just the humor of having gone to that theater, I my, think, would be a My worth thought it. is at this point, they've got to be running out of things to do, too. So why not check it out? Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's even still there, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. It may have been renamed, kind of like the Burt Reynolds you know, mm-hmm. theater down in Florida, but. Yeah. Why not restart it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to get. I don't know. I mean, you figure at this point, people our age who know who he is still, you know may still be delighted to see his name on a theater, <laughs> but it's definitely starting to thin out. So, so in your hypothetical situation here, okay, you're telling me that you could, um, not today. Cause you know, the kids are all asleep, right. but tomorrow at some point you could be like, Hey kids, guess what? We're going to Branson to the Yakov Spirnoff. And you don't think they would give you shit for the next <laughs> 36 hours or however long it takes to get there. <laughs> Well, well, that's you the mean, only you, reason you're you going. would put up with them complaining about why do we have to go see the Yakov Smirnoff Theater? Well, I, just so you could be like, "Hey, guys, peers, <laughs> age-appropriate contemporaries, I went to Yakovs." Well, I would say that I, I can't imagine anybody going to Branson specifically for that, unless you're a member of his family. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine. So. If I woke them up for that reason, then yeah, they would definitely give me much deserved shit for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if we were in Branson because it was like, oh, we're taking a family vacation, here's 
you know, A, B, C, and D, and E is we're going to this Yakov Smirnoff yeah, theater. Yeah. You don't know who it's he is. It's the midway but... point. We're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then I think they'd be like, okay, you know, that's what you're into, well, Dad. And, and you're but... a good preparer, too, I, I, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, you would probably mm-hmm. tell them what he's been in or, or have them watch some of that stuff ahead of time. Yeah, that'd be tough. I mean, I guess I could have them watch some of his stand-up. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <I don't> even... <laughs> was, how, how dirty was he? Was I don't he pretty know if clean? he was that dirty. I mean, the only joke I remember is, what a country. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, blue jeans wash you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it would be, it'd be tough for me to convey. Yeah. And in all honesty, it would be tough for me to convey to myself why I wanted to. <laughs> That's a great humor. name. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, not mm. someone who really was such a huge <laughs> part of my life. But if I was going to Branson on a regular basis like James, then I would make the time yeah, to stop there exactly. at least once. So. Yeah. So, 1965, uh, famed Gandhi hater Winston Churchill died. So. Famed Gandhi hater. I like. He fucking hated Gandhi. Really? Yeah. yeah. Gandhi's even mentioned in this episode. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, and we mentioned India in the previous episode oh, when we were talking about Vasco da Gama. Um, <laughs> like Winston, he, he thought it was fake. Like he didn't. Like he refused to believe that Gandhi went on a hunger strike. Oh. His, his thing was like, "Oh, they're putting glucose in his water," <laughs> you know. And then, like he, he was told at the time, is like, "No, sir, that's not happening." But still, even on his deathbed, he was like, "There was a glucose, I swear." <laughs> that sounds like the Trump Obama feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something random. That, yeah. <laughs> why even bother? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was like. He called him a scumbag and a faker and all sorts of like <laughs> hateful things. Like, wow, I didn't know anybody hated Gandhi. Yeah, so but Winston Churchill did. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, nineteen seventy four, uh, banjo player Ed Helms was born. Uh, nineteen seventy five, yo, Ed Helms from The Office. Yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Other stuff, I'm sure. Um, Specifically from banjo playing, though. <laughs> yeah. So, 1975, uh, violinist, boxer, and top three stooge, Larry Fine, died. So, um, would you put him in your top three? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you have to have the original Larry Moe and Curly as your top three. So, Shemp and Curly Joe couldn't make the top three? Definitely not. No, they're definitely four and five. I I would say Shemp probably four and Curly Joe five, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, I, I've always felt they had to throw away Stooges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I heard something interesting recently that, um, you know, uh, Billy West, the yeah. voice actor, mm-hmm. you know, he does the voices for Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. And uh, I guess that the way that he came up with the voice for Stimpy is essentially he was doing an impressionation of Larry Fine. Oh. And that's and if you listen to it now, it yeah. is really similar. <laughs> like, I never realized, but if you listen to Stimpy's voice, it, it's almost exactly, you know, Stevie. like... No, you no, said, you said Stimpy like yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not even gonna try to impersonate it, but if you listen to Stimpy hey, talking, Ren. yeah, basically, um, I mean, you sounded a lot deeper, I think, than the voice. It that he sounds does. better in my head, I think. Yeah, that's a lot of my dumb impressions sound pretty good to me. <laughs> if it makes and you feel I, better, your Aaron Neville was spot on. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. better than I could have done. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just because Brent has a man's voice. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Thanks. Uh, you know, Thanks a lot. Curse these drop testicles. <laughs> I never had that problem. <laughs> so, yeah, they no. rest high. <laughs> right high, right high by my tight. ovaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 1978, uh, National Treasure Kristen Schaal was born. 
Yeah, she's so. definitely a national treasure. Exactly. 1982, uh, Thomas Jefferson Impressionist David Diggs was born. Was he the one who did uh, Hamilton? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. He also played Lafayette. So have you guys watched Hamilton on the Disney Plus yet? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gwen, well, actually, Gwen, Sherry, and my mom and sister had all seen the production that was in Indianapolis. Yeah, um, the Turing thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they enjoyed it there, but Gwen was kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, like turned her nose up a little at, at watching the uh, mm-hmm. performance on TV, but yeah. then once she saw it, I think maybe seeing it with the original cast members and mm-hmm. they 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 shot it so well um, yeah. that she really really liked it. and then yeah well, I'm sure seeing like the original cast members is much better than seeing it with like Jaleel White in the touring version. <laughs> <laughs> was he really in the touring? No. Oh, I was gonna be excited yeah. about that. That'd be yeah. great. And then like Hamilton's like, did I do that? <laughs> Aaron Burser. <laughs> I have not seen Hamilton, <laughs> but I, I look forward to seeing some time. And now is Lynn Manuel Miranda in the original cast? Yeah, yeah, he, he, is. Was, he was a writer too, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really good. It's definitely yeah. worth watching. I mean, yes. I know that people have talked about. There's, it's funny because it was a huge hit and considered very, very progressive when mm-hmm. it came out. And now that it's been out, of course, everything gets looked at with a different lens of mm-hmm. like, you know, now people have brought up concerns. That they don't touch on the mm-hmm. racial issues going on at the time nearly as much as they should have, even though mm-hmm. it's great that they have a, a racially diverse cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but yeah, it's it's really good. It's mm-hmm. worth watching for sure. My my complaint about such complaints is that uh, it seems like some cr- progressive groups, especially, think that every show in active fiction or or historical uh, pieces need to be everything to everybody, <laughs> and I think that that you can't cover all your bases you know what i mean my feeling is it's that not it's not a history book when it comes to entertainment and things of that nature that you have to look at it based in the time that it was made yeah you know and in the time it was made you know for the black lives matter movement and all that was not you know at the level that it is now certainly and it was a huge step forward to make something that mm-hmm. you know had was representing people who were white but had used mm-hmm. you know really racially diverse cast and well, and then you know, even the to fact then now that, look at it now and, and take points away from it because in today's context, it's not measuring up isn't really fair, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I definitely agree. Now, that said, I mean, yeah. if you sexually assaulted somebody when it was more socially acceptable to do so, <laughs> then, still doesn't make yeah, it right. Yeah, you yeah. still should definitely get shit on for that today. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to actual entertainment that was made, I think it's a little. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big, big fan. Um, I watched the first like the weekend it came out on Disney Plus, and then again the subsequent weekend I watched it both times. Um, the second time um, with my then eleven year old um, daughter, and I think she mainly wanted to watch it just out of curiosity because I think some of her friends had been talking about it or whatever. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved it both times. As far as people who are sort of maybe nitpicking a bit more now than they were back in twenty sixteen or whatever. Um, I mean, I get it i guess but it's one of those things that it doesn't have 100 percent of your viewpoint okay but it has to at least still have like 95 percent of your viewpoint right so it doesn't have to be your enemy just because there's a five percent difference between what you wanted and what it is yeah you know just enjoy what you can about it yeah i would agree i would definitely agree but um i think that argument could probably be made for almost any show or, or movie or anything yeah or yeah it's like yeah or person you know right it's one of those things like well this you know joe biden you know 
it's not like I don't agree with him 100%, but I'm not going to discard him because he's only at 98%. <laughs> you know, or whatever the percentage. Well, there's that yeah. one topic I really don't like, and so, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, so. I can see if the topic is big enough of an issue. Yeah, I mean, there are certain deal like, breakers. Or he whatever. does like killing puppies. I mean, there's that. No. Yeah, exactly. FYI, Joe Biden does not love killing puppies, to my knowledge. <laughs> I'm glad that you put into my knowledge because you don't want to <laughs> perjure yourself. Right, right. I mean, we could find out years from now exactly. that you know he ran some kind of underground thing with Michael Vick. Yeah. <laughs> Any puppies he killed was accidental. <laughs> it was one of those things. Just, you know, he loved them too much. He was just doing donuts in the parking lot and accidentally hit one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about you saying Lenny that he Lenny loved style. them much like he was. Yeah, Lenny. <laughs> loving the puppy to death. <laughs> but, so, yeah. yeah, anyways. So. so 1984, Apple Computer places the Macintosh personal computer on sale in the United States. Wow, that's pretty momentous. Yeah. What uh, year was that? 1984. 1986, uh, Commodore of the Sea Org, L. Ron Hubbard, died. So, um, huge loss. Yeah, yeah especially if you Dianetics, know. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scientology. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. They still have the Sea Org. Oh, do they? Yeah, like that's the Navy for Scientology. Or oh, okay. So the Scientology has their own Navy. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, are they battle ready? <laughs> or <laughs> uh, depends on what your definition of battle is. I don't know, but battle for your soul, um, the or whatever. Sign depends on what your definition of soul is. <laughs> I know the enlistment papers. You have to sign a one billion year contract. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of eternity, though, yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. a billion years seems like it's a, a pittance. blink. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the continents so. would have only moved a few hundred miles right. by that point. <laughs> so. Uh, 1989, uh, ladies' man Ted Bundy was executed. Ah. But I suspect that's because the Florida Department of Corrections is like historians just don't know how to party. Right. So, <laughs> so 89, so that was just like, you know, a year after this premiered? Two years. Two years. Oh, 87 yeah. was in this one yeah. premiered? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. In 1993, uh, Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall died. So I'd like to thank him for desegregating schools. Yeah, very nice. So, um, And then a new segment that we're going to introduce in this episode. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm just calling it Florida Man. Oh, okay. okay. So you can Ooh. play along at home if you would like to. Um, if you go out to your Google, okay, and you enter Florida Man January 24, and then hit the search, uh, the three headlines that will be on the very first page are Florida Man Caught on Camera Licking Doorbell, <laughs> Florida Man <laughs> Through Meth-Fueled Death Party for Wife, why and not? My personal favorite, Florida man in Easter Bunny outfit arrested after hit and run. <laughs> so now, did the Florida man who did the, the the meth party? I didn't read the articles. Did you say? Could you could you repeat that part? That one. Florida man through meth fueled quote death party end quote for his wife. Hmm. Do you think that's how he put out the flyers? <laughs> 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 Death party. So I don't <laughs> know if like 24. I don't know if she was getting ready to pass, and, and so he just threw a meth party. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it. that. Was totally not yeah. the angle I took. But uh, yeah. so Ski here is very anti-drug. Mm-hmm. Um, I am anti-drug, and uh, and it, he he seems to put. Now I don't I don't utilize any uh, illicit substances, but um, Ski seems to put on basically more or less equal ground. Heroin and pot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, um, definitely so, not. That's unfair to say. Uh, barely unfair. Um, <laughs> you, you drink caffeine? I, say what? Do you drink caffeine? 
Some, yeah, yeah. Not a lot. I yeah. try to do mostly water now, yeah. but. Gotcha. Anyways, but if you were, if you knew you were going to die, would you be willing to try having a meth party to <laughs> finish things off? I out? think in a previous episode of this, I actually talked about like if we knew it was, the end was really near, mm-hmm. just try it all. Just, just some kind of like crazy, like one week of, uh, you know, I wouldn't even know what transpired. See, I think that should make you rethink some of your stances, though. Just the idea that it's like, you know, the end could be near. I probably wouldn't do it, <laughs> honestly. Well, you should. I think it was mostly I said that for a shtick. Ski's not a man who enjoys every sandwich. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of sandwiches he won't even take a look at. Exactly. <laughs> and and he looks down at those who enjoy those sandwiches. Exactly. He's like, why should I enjoy this sandwich now? I'll wait to the middle of a podcast and then enjoy it. There you go. Really near the beginning, okay? Closer to the beginning. <laughs> So, well, um, so that then she should give him a lot less shit about it because all he's doing is trying to enjoy his sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it on your own time, sir. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, you at home, if you just enter Florida Man January 2-4 into the Google, you can read the full articles for those things. So then will you each week going forward bring us the Florida Man segment? Yeah, yeah. So okay. if I'm doing the recap. Um, oh, so it's only if you're doing the recap. Yes. Well, then it's not a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's going to be a bi-weekly segment for a while. <laughs> I mean, you only do, I would say on average or in total so far, 40 episodes in. One episode, of course, didn't have a recap because that would have been the re- the overall recap. But I did the recap for that one. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, okay. So, 40 episodes. You've probably done 10 of the recaps, mm-hmm. I would guess. 25% so of the time. This, this season, quite a few. Well, yeah, this season has been far more frequent than last. But, yeah. Um, yeah. anyways, go ahead, though. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll do that. Then you can, too. Okay. Or anybody can, really. You can do it for any date. I appreciate the assignment. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> The fact that, you know, Florida man and Easter Bunny outfit arrested after hit and run mm-hmm. isn't your guys' top favorite that you're latching on to. Yeah, I don't know. It was just the meth-fueled death party that uh, really stood out. But but that one's a great headline as well. I don't want to disparage it. So, I think that meth-fueled death party, okay, I get it. That's <laughs> interesting on the surface. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'd like think about it a bit more, okay? Florida man in Easter Bunny outfit arrested after hit and run. Mm. Okay, who wears an Easter Bunny outfit on January twenty fourth? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, hey, maybe he's a method actor, <laughs> and the time's coming, and he wants to get into the role. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> spring's coming around the corner. <laughs> a little too fast, apparently. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, he must be uh, uh, probably maybe, a fan of the Golden Girls wardrobe because it's maybe. an Easter Bunny outfit in Florida. Yeah. So now, granted, in January it can be you know Chilly. chillier. Yeah. Maybe that was the case. Maybe it was an unseasonally cold day in Jan- in, uh-huh. in or uh, an unusually cold day in I Florida that day, and I got that was it. the only warm thing yeah, he, he had. Didn't own a winter coat, <laughs> right? It's not so like he just moved down from Minnesota. Yeah. Easter was just a few months away, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was trying out for the Cadbury, you know. Bunny commercial, mm-hmm. so upset that he got dejected because they've been using the same freaking commercial for mm-hmm. decades now. Yeah. Right. He was so mad, you know, 
driving recklessly, hit somebody, mm-hmm. was, didn't even stop because he didn't want to be embarrassed, you know, pulled over with the Maybe it was the there. actual Cadbury bunny that he hit and <laughs> ran from, and that's... Uh, mm. It doesn't specify, you're right. Yeah, and maybe he was trying to get that role. Uh, or maybe... One way or another. You know, it says hit and run. Maybe it was literally he hit someone and ran away. <laughs> yeah, it could be in Florida, you never know. Yeah. But. So what do you think is warmer, um, an Easter bunny costume or a tangerine costume? <laughs> Um, I would say it depends on how uh, immersive each one is. In 87, I'd say a tangerine costume. In 2020, <laughs> I would say an Easter Bunny costume. Because in 2020, you know, like I've heard that like the Game of Thrones actors, uh, they had like a cooling system inside their costumes. Gotcha. Those are far less bulky than a tangerine would be. Gotcha. So they could easily put some sort of a system. Mm-hmm. Well, Whereas tangerine East- could also be almost all foam. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But an Easter Bunny costume, I feel like it would be challenging um for one you're not in the 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 acting industry right so this is just a man who's working at the mall or wherever so they're not going to invest in a cooling system yeah (laughs) Um, you don't think it's disney quality the easter money uh probably not but you know it's in florida yeah that's true it could be and they do have an easter bunny that appears there i think around easter right um, around january 20 point <laughs> right around <laughs> the, when the easter season kicks off <laughs> it's one of those things that winter bunny the winter yeah. bunny <laughs> like it's, it's probably just that's the, that's the reason why that was the excuse that, the excuse they made as to why they couldn't honor Martin Luther King Day. It's like, I'm sorry, but we're tied up with Easter preparations. Right, we give you the day off, but exactly. then we get too far behind, just like a nightmare before Christmas. They got to start preparing for Halloween the day after. Exactly. 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 Um, so you mentioned that, you know, just advances in costume technology between 1987 and 2020. Right. Um, so do you think like if we go down to the local Halloween store, whatever, like the tangerine costume that we could purchase in <laughs> 1987 would be different than the sexy tangerine <laughs> we well, could purchase I mean, now? Yeah, I mean, the one that you could purchase now would definitely be uh, just an orange bodysuit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. With like, a, you know, some sort of a, an easy entry system. <laughs> so, but yeah, in 1987, it would have been more round. I'd imagine so exactly it would have been an ideal costume for the heavyset man in 87 whereas today not so much exactly. <laughs> maybe it's just a sandwich board yeah it uh, has a tangerine on the front and says tangerine it could be uh, <laughs> <laughs> or or i mean is tangerine i mean i bet in the crayola color scheme tangerine there's probably a color tangerine um i imagine there so is. it could just be a costume literally just the color tangerine could be so it could be. Um, I don't know. Well, we're 54 minutes into this episode, and we haven't started <laughs> the actual... At all. So. Okay. Well, it's enough navel-gazing, I guess. Well, so so is that the last uh, tidbit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We did our new segment, okay. Florida Man. Very nice. So, um, Let's call it your new segment. Uh, new hey, segment? Okay. if we have time and, at and the end, we'll okay. I have something else on Florida Man. Oh, let's hear it. You sure? Go, go for all it. All right. Sure. So... Uh, as Alan knows, at least I think I probably told you too. I watch a decent amount of YouTube. Yes, right. I like YouTube. <laughs> exactly. I think though that like 
I think you're just watching though, just to see if the closed captioning aligns with what's actually being That's said. That's right. I'm very <laughs> critical. You're commenting angrily. Gosh dang it! Exactly. They use the instead of duh. Exactly. Your homonym technology doesn't <laughs> capture. How did they even? You know? Yeah. How can I count on you to transcribe my videos that I post? <laughs> exactly. I have a large deaf community that is counting on this. Um, but exactly. uh, I have caught a few issues with their uh, closed captioning, though, mm. now that you mention it. Mm. So so do you use the closed captioning because, like, you don't want to wake your wife or something? Like, you're watching them on your phone and she's asleep next to you? or uh, Sometimes it's just already on. Like, there's it's a setting you can turn it on and off. Okay. There's been a few times, like, uh, I'll, I'll, the only times I'll ever turn it on is if there's, like, uh, someone who's talking with a thick accent mm-hmm. or uh, maybe talking real quickly and I can't. Necessarily see it. What kind of videos are you watching? <laughs> a very eclectic group of videos. Like yeah. I watch tons of different stuff. Which I watch maybe at most one a month. I'll go from science, like 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 astronomy type <laughs> stuff, to, yeah. to chemistry and math. Yeah. Uh, my daughter's even made fun of me because there was this math segment uh, I was watching for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched one of those for a while, but. Uh, where we don't I would, believe in science anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I would do math for fun because I'm a total nerd. Science is now witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I watch that. I'll watch history stuff. I watch just total bullcrap dumb things too. Like some of those <laughs> I love videos. watching the history videos, but sometimes those thick German accents get to be. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, the, the specialists, the specialists on there. Well, it just makes him feel really self conscious about his lackluster goose steps. <laughs> <laughs> so. need, need my jackboots to be better, is that right, what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, what I was getting around to <laughs> is that uh, I saw one uh, one group of uh, videos. It's like a nine-part series you're watching. It's like, ooh, this is my favorite. It's where they discover her in the attic. Well, sometimes if I find something funny or interesting, I'll watch. <laughs> that was a bad follow-up to this last statement, I guess. <laughs> I shouldn't have ever even brought this up. <laughs> I just wonder if you find the death of Man Frank to be funny or interesting. Which one? <laughs> Which category is it? A little bit of column A and a little of column B. <laughs> It's like, oh, funny, then interesting, then funny again. <laughs> I can't win with this one, can I? I mean, you're, you're fighting a losing battle at this point, that's for sure. I'll just start over. Okay. You watch a lot of YouTube. We've established that. <laughs> Decent amount. Mm-hmm. Less now than uh, maybe a few months ago. Okay. Anyway, like, like when in the height of the uh, pandemic, like lockdown stuff, I watched a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So it's disturbing to me that you don't consider us still in the height of it. I, I've been working pretty steady for a while, so I, I my personal exposure to it. How's that? Okay. And so uh, there's a video, like a video game out there called Episodes. Right? I have never played it. I think okay. it's a an internet video game you can play. Sure. It's not like Doctor Mario. Yeah, it's not like a console type game. It's one of those really cheap ones where they probably made with Flash. Mm. And the 
the the crux of it essentially mm-hmm. is uh, it's a almost like build your own story kind of thing. Okay. Well, I saw a video where a guy was critiquing this game, right? Episodes. Okay. Right. Well, he was playing it and then yeah. basically mm-hmm. categor- like, like walking you through the mm-hmm. the the path, right? And uh, yeah. it's a tell your own story type thing, like I said. And so he'll usually try to pick the worst choices, right? Mm-hmm. But this uh, show episode, this game episodes, mm-hmm. is is inherently uh, pretty crude on certain things, where okay. it st- seems to loop around to uh, uh, people eating other people, <laughs> like uh, cannibalism, or you know the the main character goes and kills people or tries okay. to take over something. So, so the game, not the commentary. Right. Right. Gotcha. So, but the game is just—it's kind of twisted, is what it comes down sure. to. Sure. Okay. Uh, but it's in a, a funny way. It's not meant to be real serious or date or like, like gruesome or anything. Right. It did, like in in one that I can think of that I watched, uh, they're in space or something, right? Mm-hmm. And the main character gets upset with one of the other characters, so then they jettison them into space, and then you just see the character kind of floating in the background, right? You describe it the way um, Danny DeVito describes his novel to throw Mama from the train. Like, the man in the hat killed the other man in the hat. <laughs> but in, in, in this episode's like like anthology that the guy huh? is doing, he names all of his main characters Florida Man something. Okay. Like in one, he calls it Florida McMahon. God damn <laughs> Long journey <laughs> to get back to <laughs> Florida man. He <laughs> got me too. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that I'd set him up. <laughs> we were talking about it anymore. I was like, is this going to come back around? <laughs> something I recognize? <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> Or like Florida Mancini or <laughs> Florida you know, Maniac. In fairness, he did say he could add it on at the end and you encouraged him to go ahead. Well, because I was I was afraid that we would forget or right. something. And we, would, we would miss out on this gold. I'm so glad. I you like, stand no, by it? I do. That might be the best like 15 minutes of the podcast so far. Really good. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, now Brent has to compose himself before we can actually get into the... Uh... And scene. Yeah. <laughs> Lock as possible. <laughs> like, I watched a YouTube video. Exactly. They're about this and that and the other. There's this game. It's not like a regular game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, without it, wouldn't have any no context. <laughs> I got to do my story building now. Yeah, the, the world building, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He definitely took us on a journey. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and there's this game, and there's this. Guy, and you make choices, <laughs> and then it turns out the lump on my testicles gets hurt. Oh, my goodness! So, anyway, there's uh, our, our 
new segment (laughs) (laughs) about Florida man. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, good times. Yep. All right. Act one, scene one, kitchen slash living room. Um, (laughs) uh, Rose is making a wedding cake for an ugly girl. Dorothy comes in complaining that Sophia has no business lifting the toilet seat. Sophia leaves and Blanche enters to complain about her latest date. Rose lists all of the activities she has for the next 24 hours, and the Goldens tell her to sit down for a bit, and they'll all enjoy their usual. Faithful watchers of the Goldens know this means they're going to have some ice cream. While preparing their Sundays, the Goldens hear Rose collapse in the living room. They rush in and call an ambulance. Yeah, that was total bullshit that it wasn't a cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did enjoy, you know. Did after they ever explain why uh, Sophia was even messing with the seat? No, I mean, I think she was just going to the bathroom and she pees standing up or something. I don't Good know. Maybe she hovers over the bowl. But, I like um, to think that, yeah. I just assume she makes a seal, and when she stands up, it, like, lifts the seat. Oh, okay. Oh, and it drops yeah. back down because it sticks to her sticky ass. <laughs> so, well, because she's not big enough to get the seal just from the suction. Oh, so, maybe yeah, her legs are floppy for... enough at this age mm-hmm. that, like, the, the folds just kind of, like, wrap around and mm-hmm. make a, a more perfect seal. Fair well, enough, we know yeah. she struggles with, um, you know, pooping. Yeah. So I'm saying she sat there long enough that she's worked up a sweat mm. and that's made an adhesive, you okay. know, like between her natural body sweat and maybe like, you know, powder in her twat or something. It just makes a <laughs> glue. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just gloss over that. I, I, I don't have a response to you suddenly taking this thing in a filthy direction. <laughs> Apparently that Florida man story is really good. <laughs> Got your blood pumping, but um, <laughs> I, I did enjoy when she said uh, to Dorothy, "Forgive me, sweetheart. Why don't you give me a little or a litter box uh, to put next to my nightstand?" Yeah. Um, Convenience, yeah. right there. Yeah, I felt like uh, which we'll get to a couple more, but I feel like she got off to a hot start in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So at this point, Rose has collapsed, mm-hmm. and yeah, Rose definitely uh, like she she was. Playing, not playing it up, I guess I wouldn't be fair, but she definitely mm-hmm. seemed to think she was, you know, it was the big one. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. But, so. Um, so act one, scene two at the hospital. Um, the Goldens hang out in the lobby while they await news on Rose. Sophia says that losing Rose will be like losing a child. Um, we're not sure if that's because Rose isn't too bright or because Sophia doesn't much care for Phil. <laughs> Sophia <laughs> decides that she's tired of waiting and goes to get some jello. Uh, Rose's Jewish doctor shows up. Uh, the ethno-religious descriptor is only used here because it's mentioned twice in the first 10 seconds of him being on screen. Uh, the doctor says Rose's condition isn't dissimilar to Sophia's heartburn in season one. And then Rose tells the Goldens three things. Uh, she died. Heaven's like a train station, only better because they don't allow in Harry Krishnas. Her <laughs> uncle made it to heaven, but that the good Lord didn't fix his speech impediment. Uh, she came back to Earth so that she could live better than she did the first time around. The scene ends with Sophia trying to score some drugs. I think the uh, the speech impediment is part of his uh, his happiness in, in the afterlife. I don't know. He sounded awful like the, the dog that Rose adopts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, maybe, maybe she confused it. Uh, but. The, maybe the, the, the dog form of the human? Or is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, there was a. I really wish you know Sophia goes and starts into her twelve signs that you're mm-hmm. near death. Yeah, um, which you know, I think her her first sign was um, that your children start visiting during the week, and then your uh, doctor won't let you pay with the post dated check, mm-hmm. and then uh, you can't eat cream of wheat because it's too uh, too spicy. Yeah, which the first two, I would hope that the 
Essentially, that would be uh, clues that you're dying, but you don't know yeah. you're dying, and you have to look for because if your children are coming more often, then assumably they've gotten the news already <laughs> that you're dying. Your doctor has the news that you're dying, but he's not giving it to you yet. Um, the cream of wheat, though, that would be one where you could be like, oh, I've noticed several people at the Shady Pines. All of a sudden, they were complaining <laughs> about this being too spicy. Mm-hmm. I wish she had gotten to go further in on her list before Dorothy. Cut her off. Yeah, yeah. Never, never did revisit that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did think, uh, have either of you, she, she mentions that she tries the Jello because her Canasta, sto- uh, Canasta Club mm-hmm. gives it three stars. Yeah. Have any? Have Out of you, what, though, I wondered. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. It could have been a ten-star rating. But, <laughs> and I wonder if they actually sell Jello or if they just sell a gelatin dessert. Um, or if they have the brand name Jello there, yeah. Because <clears throat> if it's the brand name, then it feels like it should be the same quality of Jello that any place that serves <laughs> the brand name of Jello would serve. Yeah. But well, maybe it's um, maybe it's just the fruit distribution within the Jello. Oh, it could be. Yeah, they add a little more than some of the other places do. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did think it was um, odd that they took the made the couple little Jewish jokes there. You know, I think Blanche says that something like, uh, she's going to be okay because her doctor is a Jew. And then Dorothy refers to him as Dr. Jew after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that little bit is gone. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, of course, they think that, that Rose is hallucinating, um, mm-hmm. you know, from, from her time out. Which it's funny, they never, I mean, I guess we'll discuss it, but they never get back to, like, Rose never changes her stance mm-hmm. on that she died. I mean, yeah. she, you know, obviously she goes through different things before and after um mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> yeah. but she never never reverses her position that she had had a near-death experience mm-hmm. basically yeah or i guess not even a near death that she died and came back or yeah. was revived mm-hmm. but um you know i think that they mentioned that she at one point uh, thought that she was a uh, a broom from fantasia mm-hmm. after she had had three margaritas or something yeah. like yeah. that which i'm thinking did someone slip or something because <laughs> now, i'm not a big drinker but mm-hmm. Brent, you you certainly uh drink more often mm-hmm. than uh than skier i do have you ever had a point where you were hallucinating that Mm-mm. you were something that you're not no <laughs> okay no. um i mean i could see possibly maybe your dreams are a little bit more lucid mm-hmm. or whatever but yeah I okay yeah that's what i figured i'm good i'm thinking whenever she had maybe those three margaritas her, uh, she got a little acid or something <laughs> in with it i don't say a little absinthe yeah, it could it, be. That, <laughs> that can make you yeah, it does make the heart grow fonder so <laughs> 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 Very nice. Um, and uh, and I really loved I think maybe my favorite line of the episode was, you know, when she's talking about that it wasn't heaven, but, mm-hmm. you know, outside of heaven. Then Blanche says, you died and went to a suburb of heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I actually, in a way, I kind of like the idea of like, well, okay, you have your heaven. And in Did there. She, didn't she say heaven proper? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I like the idea. You know, you have like your Jesus or, yeah. you know, Gandhi, yeah. uh, Buddha, like he whoever lives downtown. you consider up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like the 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 big wigs are in the main, yeah. you know, downtown heaven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, but then it's like you have your other areas. They're still nice neighborhoods, but you have your yeah. people that are like an average level of good. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then there's still there's like, you know, the projects still great, still mm-hmm. great to live in heaven's projects. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like Earth's projects that you know are pretty rough. But those are the people, maybe like myself, mm-hmm. like Ski would be probably in heaven proper. Yeah. Um, I would be somewhere like i'd be in the nicest projects or the yeah. crappiest uh, suburbs <laughs> you know because it's like i'm not a bad person i just yeah. don't do as many good things as what ski does by any yeah. not anywhere close but i just really enjoyed that line and that idea of it just in general and then i 
Dorothy mentions a shirt, which I really would like to have a shirt that says this, um, <laughs> that uh, today is the first day of the end of your life. Um, I, I don't know, the, for whatever reason, just that line. We I, could totally make that shirt. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great, like, regardless of the reference to the Golden Girls or anything, I just thought it would be a great <laughs> thing to put on a shirt with, like, a Grim Reaper on it or something like that. Um, it seems like something my daughter has a, a sense of humor that you know she enjoys some of the macabre type stuff. I think she would really like that as well. But maybe something that I have to have you make for me, Ski. I was already planning <laughs> to make it now. <laughs> so, I mean, I did like you're gonna have to forget <coughs> that though, so you are surprised when it comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part first, you know, her damn, I died. You know, I thought that was amusing. Or yeah. Whatever. Um, but as far as the bit about, you know, heaven proper, you know, <laughs> different projects or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what the Jehovah Witnesses believe. Hmm. Um, like heaven, heaven, um, like the eternal heavenly heaven or whatever. Um, only 144,000 people get into there. Oh, okay. Um, and that's throughout all of history. There's a finite number who get there. Now, do you know... I don't know how well versed you are in that, but is it something where it's like once it hits capacity, no one else is getting correct. in? Correct. Okay, so it's not like you can bump, you know, correct. somebody. Okay. Correct. Correct. Um, and I think it's one of those things that it's it's pre, it's not predetermined, but it's like there's only that many who get in, and it happens. The at Lord the exact knows. Same time. Yeah, oh, it okay. happens at the exact same time. Like Jesus, like if you die, okay, then it's like. You're not aware of anything, okay? But then, like, at the moment of, you know, when Jesus comes back, it's like, hey, party's over, okay? Then the 144,000, they're like, pop, they're in heaven, okay? okay? And then all the bad people, you know, go to eternal damnation, okay? And then that middle ground, you know, you're not quite good enough to be one of the 144,000, but you're not bad enough to get the eternal damnation. Mm. You get heaven on earth. Oh, okay. So it's just a lesser heaven. Very so nice. you got their corporal form, whatever, and you're stuck here, you know. But it's still nice. Yeah. I mean, and there are no bad people because they all got the eternal damnation. <laughs> right. But I there's put also you guys in 144,000. Oh, there's no way that I'd be in there. I don't. Yeah. Like Brent's a good dude, but I don't think he. Like I think you're only saying that because you're gonna be lonely there without us. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think Brent and I will be fine here on Earth um, mm-hmm. under those circumstances. I don't think either of us are. Bur- I mean. I, I definitely don't think I have done anything that would get me burned in hell. Um, mm-hmm. And to my knowledge of Brent, you mm-hmm. know, he could have a dark side that I don't know about. He could have yeah. a, what was in Dexter, they called his dark passenger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as I know, um, you know, I don't think that, uh, that there's anything Brent that's done that would be hell worthy either. Um, but yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think that he and I are going to be up there in the yeah. 144 with you. I will not be in that either. Oh, yeah. And nothing against any of our listeners, but I don't think they'll be up there either. It's a really slim chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they're taking the time out to listen to this dumb shit, they're exactly. probably not doing enough good stuff. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you spent, you know, an hour and a half last week listening to us talk about episode 14 instead of volunteering at a soup kitchen. Right. You're Maybe it's here. playing at the soup kitchen, though, huh? Well, then they get the eternal damnation. (laughs) Those people got it bad enough without having to listen to this in exchange for a bowl of soup. Well, not only that, but it's like if each one of those people the soup kitchen listen individually, imagine what our listenership would go up to. Instead, they're having one listen, but it's only only counted as one listen. Stealing. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, okay, well, you want your free meal? Okay, get out your smartphone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Well, see, and I could look at it like it's a waste of time for them, at least compared to, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, the good acts they could be doing. For Ski, this probably counts as one of his acts of, you know, service by <laughs> being here and spending his time with us. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then I did think it was funny because she said, like, at the train station, I think it's at Heaven's Train Station or something like that, mm-hmm. and she thought, you know, what a great title for a movie, which mm-hmm. that would be. Yeah. And then Damn, I'm Dead, I think, would also be a great title yeah. for a movie. Um, yeah. But, uh yeah, and then Uncle Johnson died from a steam shovel. I don't know what a steam shovel even is, mm-hmm. but apparently it hit him in the mouth, yeah. and that killed him. I'm thinking a steam shovel is actually, because I, I wondered that too. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the old style, like uh, backhoes and stuff. I think they were driven by steam. Mm, okay. That makes sense. Like and, it's got the, the bucket. Right, know. and hitting somebody in the mouth of that would certainly kill them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, I did think uh, that it was... A really weird statement. I mean, I, I assume this was still... I'm not sure if this was still in the hospital. But I think <laughs> it was um, before they had gone home. But where Rose says that she's going to be, you know, a new Rose Island, the girl who's going to eat life. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think I've ever heard that phrase or phrase mm-hmm. that way. And I thought it was really odd and, I don't know, kind of a... In Tasted a, bad? Yeah, well, it, <laughs> it just... It just didn't sit well with me, yeah. <laughs> that phrase. But yeah. anyway... I think that was all that I had, though, in that first scene that uh, drew okay. my attention. So. Okay. So Act 1, Scene 3 is in the living room. Uh, ringing telephone awakens the Goldens. Uh, Dorothy tells the caller that Rose ain't home. Blanche and Sophia enter, and they all complain about Rose's new lifestyle. Rose returns home. They discuss her lifestyle. She tells them that haters going to hate, and she's moving out. <laughs> Dorothy and Blanche clutch their pearls while Rose goes to pack. Right. So. Yeah, she... Uh... I don't know. I mean, I guess she's really partying it up, but somebody calls, and I, I think it was Dorothy that was talking to him on the phone, and she says something like, you're not going to die from that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like take a cold shower kind of a situation, mm-hmm. and the swelling will go down. Yeah. So I assume that somebody's like, I'm going to die because of this boner that I need you to take <laughs> exactly. care of. That was, <laughs> that was my take also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which, I mean, that does make it's you think. It's just uncomfortable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they're calling that house, then he's expecting, like, yeah, Rose is going to take care of this for mm-hmm. me. And then exactly. she doesn't answer, and he's like, oh, I'll take the next port in the storm, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. Um, so whoever answers the phone, I'm going to see if, uh, you know, this can be an impromptu booty call. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because exactly. she even says, like, I'm going to bed. No, that's not an invitation. Right, yeah. He's so. like, you need to get over here quick. This thing's almost lasted four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this was, it could have been Vaughn for all we know. Yeah, he might have been one of our new beach buddies. But, uh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. How am I supposed to slide a tangerine costume over this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was a grapefruit costume, but, you know, Vaughn's really packing the heat. So Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, that was... Um, so, yeah, there was that about, uh, you know, about the, the potentially deadly boner. Mm-hmm. Now, have we gotten to the point yet in the, uh, I don't think we've gotten to this point yet with where Blanche is describing herself and Sophia follows that up with a funny comment but about her being abhorred. Have we um, made it there yet? Well, what's yeah. up next? So, have we already passed that? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That was in that scene. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah, that was, I think, maybe my another highlight of the episode. I think it was my second favorite line of the was show. It? Yeah. Yeah. Blanche says, um, she was abhorred. Yeah. Um, that she was abhorred. And then, um, 
and then Sophia, Sophia comes yeah. in. Yeah, and she says, "Yeah, uh, we know what you are, Blanche. I'm glad you finally. <laughs> I'm glad to finally hear you admit it." Mm-hmm. And then uh, she says, "I said I'm abhorred," and then I think uh, Sophia says something like, "Abhorred, a slut, a tramp. It's all the same." Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like Sophia was on fire for a lot of this episode. Yeah, um, her, she had to make up for last week. Right, yeah, where she got totally <laughs> totally snubbed, but mm-hmm. this one was a good one for her. Yeah. I think that's about it from what I've seen so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, I did like that she said <coughs> that she ate life. Yeah, that was another Sophia thing I thought was funny. She said, I ate life once. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bad cereal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that uh, when they run out of shredded wheat, they should get some of it. Yeah. And then she's going to go eat some shredded wheat so they can get through it quicker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get back to that life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it's so sad. Like, like a fast forward. Mm-hmm. I, you, granted, I realize that, you know, they only have so much cabinet space and whatnot. Yeah. And obviously they're a little cost conscious with not maybe yeah. overbuying on their loin of pork yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Feels like they wouldn't have to run out of one cereal to be allowed to buy a second box of cereal. <laughs> it just seems like if cream of wheat's too spicy, life is just way. Well, she said that's when you know you're about to die, and gotcha. so she, that's how she knew Rose wasn't about to die. Gotcha. And I assume that she also wasn't. A, now, how she she loses though the one about children visiting, unless Phil all of a sudden starts showing up. Exactly. Um, but okay. Well, Technically, uh, Dorothy visits every day. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I just know that Mr. Coco didn't have any of those symptoms. Yeah, <laughs> so. and then I think this is also when uh, Sophia makes her comment. But maybe this this might have been a little later. But she talk, starts waxing philosophical to mm-hmm. to Rose, and I think Dorothy and Blanche are like, "What was that about?" And mm-hmm. you know, she said, "If I was a uh, a short bald guy in a diaper mm-hmm. uh, spouting this gibberish, uh, I'd be running India." So exactly. apparently, along with Winston Churchill, Sophia's not a fan of Gandhi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so you can go on from there. Okay. So act two, scene one's in the kitchen. Uh, Sophia enters, and she discusses Tony Bennett's shitter uh, with Dorothy and Blanche. Um, Rose enters, and they start saying their goodbyes as they escort her to the front door. Um, anything you want to contribute to that? or? Well, you know? I, I know, I believe that this was part of that, but... Um, because she, she starts, I guess I don't know for sure if, we, if we've gotten to this point yet, uh, but you, Sophia says she wants to tell them a story. And they're mm-hmm. like, no. And then she's mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, whatever. And then she gets to anecdote. Yeah. And then I don't remember the anecdote at all, but I did like, mm-hmm. they're like, what was the point of that? And she's like, with the story, you get a point with an anecdote, pure entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I thought it was another excellent Sophia line there. Yeah. Um, so act two, uh, scene two, Rose's pad. Uh, Rose is decorating her apartment and her roommate Stephanie enters. She's kind of a bitch, um, but not the good kind. Not the good kind, like Sophia or Dorothy or Blanche. Oh, okay. So she's not like a funny, like... Exactly. I, I think you could argue... They're very dismissive. Uh, yeah, well, they, they can make bitchy comments, mm-hmm. um, but I would definitely not describe any of the four of them as a bitch. Yeah. Um, so Agreed. But Liz and Stephanie both are. So, anyways, Rose tries talking to Stephanie and the other roommate, Liz. Nada wants to chat. Uh, Rose looks at the ocean and thinks of her beach friends who've drifted away. Um, Ooh, act, I like that play on words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, act two, scene three, living room. Um, Dorothy is studying. Blanche turns from Cirilla's with some edible paintings for Dorothy. Uh, they don't appear to be Dorothy's size, but Dorothy doesn't ask for a receipt because that's rude. Um, Sophia enters and tells them the anecdote about the streakers, and Sophia convinces the other Goldens to go talk to Rose. Now, I have never... This seems like some ski has likely used at some point. <laughs> what now? But I can say that 
edible panties have never been part of the boudoir for me mm-hmm. or, you know, for in my relationship. Um, Can't say we've ever tried that. Really? I'm enough. almost surprised that you haven't. But <laughs> if it was. They've never been part of our boudoir, but that's normally because I get peckish on the drive home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not the driver. <laughs> but yeah, the idea. The idea of, like, I'm going to put these on myself and then just nibble away at it <laughs> definitely makes them even, you know, not very appealing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was, I think, the only other, you know, little note mm-hmm. from that particular section. Mm-hmm. Act 2, Scene 4, Rose's Pad. Uh, Stephanie and Liz are heading out when Dorothy and Blanche stop by unannounced. Um, they get past the doorman without any trouble. Uh, Rose lies to Dorothy and Blanche. He's probably fucking 122. <laughs> exactly. Um, she tells them she's living her best life. Dorothy and Blanche leave. Uh, Rose tries to moody call the doorman, but he's already in a committed relationship with room 122. Mm-hmm. So, anything else for that one? I don't think so, but I mean, it is... So, okay, you're rapid fire going, but I'm going to just give a little high-level yeah. overview. You know, obviously we know Rose had a near-life, or felt like she had a near-death experience, mm-hmm. starts living up the high life, which upsets Blanche and Dorothy mm-hmm. um, because of the, the crazy hours. Apparently the grief counseling place is really understanding um, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> of her circumstances. Has enough money that she can easily afford to just mm-hmm. go ahead and move out, even though you know they could barely afford to pitch in on a TV or to yeah, get a yeah. different hotel room. Yeah. But you know, apparently Charlie was a little better at insurance than we thought he was, mm-hmm. and so she can quickly you know move out into a new place. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like a third of a townhome is comparable to a fourth of a house. Well, yeah, but probably right on the so. Beach, but they're though, still like on yeah, the beach, yeah, it's, it's on a beach, and there is some cost associated with. I mean, at least in most circumstances mm-hmm. of moving out. Now, maybe since you're moving in with roommates, all the typical moving costs, mm-hmm. like deposits, maybe they don't worry about yeah. that. They're just looking for someone to pay a third of the rent for yeah. a bit. Well, and they may but, not even be asking her to pay a full third. They may have just been looking for someone to full, fill like a, a void or something. Right. Mm-hmm. But doesn't it seem like if she was going to move out, like pull up anchor and go that quickly mm-hmm. that would have been to go with some of these beach friends that she had mm-hmm. made not just two complete random strangers yeah um, yeah so like that i thought was an odd choice that they were like yeah she's having trouble here it seems like if anything she would just be like oh, i'm gonna just go and stay at a cheap place on my own for a mm-hmm. little while yeah because you figure she could probably afford a cheap place on her own mm-hmm. um for the cost it would be to you know live mm-hmm. on the beach yeah. um and again, it was just two complete strangers, one of which she didn't even meet. So their vetting process for their roommate is pretty, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. pretty lax. You got money? All right, here you go. Here's yeah, room. and they had no interest in being her friend. Um, and they not that they were mean per yeah, se, but they, they were, just because one of them even said, "You know, look, you know, looks like you want to have fr- friends, but we're just roommates. Is right. that okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess." Mm-hmm. And and then the other two come over. They, you know, have. We're upset that she was moving out in the first place. Mm-hmm. Have missed her, want her back, but then all of them are just too proud when they come over mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, we miss you," or, yeah. or even anything yeah. other than just like, "All right, glad you're doing well." Yep, I'm doing great, mm-hmm. you know. And well, I think Dorothy, peace out. I think Dorothy actually didn't say anything because and stopped Blanche kind of like squeezing on her hand because when she heard that Rose was doing so well, she didn't want to take away from. Her enjoyment of it to make her feel guilty. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're giving them a little more credit. I feel like it was just more of like they didn't want to feel like 
they were wrong, but maybe you're right. Maybe that was they were being altruistic by not, you know, expressing they wanted her back to make her feel mm-hmm. guilty of things were as great. But why would Rose be just, having so was, much pride in it? That was um, just the impression I got from how she said it. Yeah. Well, and especially if this nightlife friends of hers have dropped off. I don't know. It seems like she was so quick to pack up all of her stuff mm-hmm. and move out. Yeah. Um, that it seems like she would have been equally quick to be like, hey, I made a mistake and I miss you guys and I'd like mm-hmm. to come back. But I don't know. So, yeah, I think that wraps up where we're at to this point. Yeah. So. And then um, act three, scene one in the kitchen. Uh, Blanche and Dorothy complain about spending their Saturday night with each other. Rose crashes at their pity party. Uh, the three of them decide that Rose will move back in. The episode ends with Blanche telling them that Tony Bennett does more than shit. He also fornicates. <laughs> Good for him. Now, yeah. don't you think, <laughs> considering that we that Blanche has already told them about how she almost became Mrs. Andy Griffith, um, <laughs> you know, in some weird chance encounter yeah. in a... And, um, John Patrick Swayze or John Swayze, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I know that she had the thing with the the mayor of her town. Like, she's told mm-hmm. them about a lot of her exploits yeah. at this point. Yeah. Tony yeah. Bennett would have been far mm-hmm. bigger than any of those people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, obviously he was a huge star at the time. And is he still alive? I think he may have died recently, but he might even still be alive. I mean, I know he mm-hmm. made an album with oh, like, oh. Christine Aguilera not too long Lady ago. Lady Gaga. Oh, was it Lady Gaga? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's still making music, at yeah. least up until very recently, mm-hmm. if he's, you know. I believe he's still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's, uh, I, I definitely think Blanche would have told them about that conquest <laughs> far yeah. in the past. But, yeah. So, yeah, that was um, that was a lightning review. But, mm-hmm. you know, granted, we did talk for over an hour prior to you starting that. <laughs> yeah, and this a, is our second of two episodes. Exactly. So. Listeners got their money's worth. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're certainly... Yeah, I'll probably be glad that it's wrapping up, but um, yeah, I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go over our, our few guest stars in that episode. We had Liz. She was played by Deborah May. 65 titles to her name. Um, she was on three episodes of The Walking Dead as Nataria. I didn't recognize her from that at all, but I'm thinking she was, you know, someone who was what, like... I, I, say Nataria? Yeah, something like that. Um, Dies, Dies sister. Oh, okay. Is that who that was? Diarrhea. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I just walked into that. What show did you say she was on? The Walking Dead. See, I don't think she is. Are you sure? I mean, I'm pretty sure that it no, said no. she was. No, um, because I caught that, too. It was something that had a similar title, but it wasn't The oh, Walking Oh, was it Dead. Fear the Walking Dead, maybe? No, because it wasn't that one, either. Well, I had a picture from The Walking Dead on it. Um. Well, you'll have to look it up. While I go over these other two, you can take it up. What was this episode called, Before and After? Yes, before and after episode fifteen, season two, um, and then there was Stephanie, played by Rosanna Huff or Huffman, excuse me. She has eighty-nine titles to her name. Um, probably her biggest credit was as the Sheep on Babe. Um, Good for her. Yep, Doctor uh, Wallerstein. He was on Nat uh, Bernstein was his name. Sixty-three titles for him, mostly a producer, and he does get a second Golden Girls episode as well. So we will see him again later. Do you know if he's the same person? No, no. I he, always wonder that when there's a reoccurring shit. Yeah. yeah, I think other than the ones that play family members, I don't know if anybody gets a second shot at the... Uh, same kind of role. Right. And then the voice, uh, Tony pa- Pope, he was the voice uh, of the doorman um, who was having relations with 122. Um, he had 142 titles to his name, but almost all voice work. Um, 
of the area. And, including this one, apparently. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, have you found that piece of information yet on uh, Deborah May? Yeah, she was on The Walking Dead. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, the I didn't click through. Like, the little picture that appears, you know, above it mm-hmm. or whatever says, We Are the Walking Dead. And I thought that was the name of the show, but apparently that was just a promo poster they used. Oh, okay. So, so. So I thought she was on a show called We Are the Walking Dead. Mm. And I thought it was like just sort of a rip-off Redbox version. Of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, The Walking Dead has Fear the Walking Dead and I think one or two additional mm-hmm. spinoff shows that are coming out soon. So it would be a reasonable thought that maybe she was not on Walking yeah. Dead proper. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the mothership. The suburb of Walking Dead. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh, so now that we have those guest actors out of the way, um, who was your MVP for this episode, Ski? Um, Sophia, probably, because I like a lot of her lines. <laughs> yeah, I thought Sophia was really good as far as her lines go. Um, pretty much all of them were a hit in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just there also wasn't anything that made the other three, and the right. guest stars weren't anything special. So, yeah. yeah, I think Sophia easily got it for me, this one. Yeah, Sophia as well. You know, her whole anecdote versus story right i was on board with i feel like that's something that i want to use in life at some point mm-hmm. um yeah. and like i said i really do now this wasn't sophia but the uh um first day of the end of your life is something that mm-hmm. i also really want yeah. to get on a shirt yeah. um so how many slices of cheesecake then did this one earn for you ski low actually i, I i'm gonna give it a three it doesn't surprise me because you are not a person who like one thing that's fairly consistent is that when there is conflict between the women on the show especially if it's like last show there was a little conflict at the very end <laughs> but the conflict was just non-existent like it happened off screen pretty much well yeah well, yeah I'm, it was I, I can give you more information as to why yeah no go ahead i wasn't oh not, no i'm yeah, good yeah so i thought uh rose's 180 even if she had a near life ex- or near the death experience for her it seemed like not rose to me. Like mm-hmm. even the way she conversed yeah. with him, like when she was leaving, she had a very curt goodbye. She yeah. didn't give him hugs. Really, just kind of mm-hmm. like, "Oh, see you guys later, maybe." Yeah. Okay, good luck. Yeah. You know, I I didn't buy it, yeah. and so for that reason, I thought you know, it's just too far away from her actual character, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, because it's not that she's just trying to live the experiences that she hasn't lived up to this point. But yeah, like you said, it's like she's also just trying to be a whole different person. Yeah. As if her entire yeah. life was a mistake up to this point, so <laughs> she needs to change everything. Yeah, and I don't think her personality would have shifted that much. Yeah, so. that, that's a fair assessment. I guess I hadn't looked at it from that perspective, but I agree with you. <laughs> How about you, Brent? How many slices did it get from you? Just one and a half. One and a half? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's three was people. low. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I would... Because I really liked a lot of the lines from Sophia. That keeps me from getting as low as Brent did. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I think even three might be slightly generous. I think I'm going to go two and a half stars on, yeah. or two and a half slices of cheesecake yeah. on this one. So, not not the low water mark, I don't think, for the series, but uh, maybe for the season to this point, and, yeah. and certainly at least they got three stars for the Jello, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you know that Jello is good. And ironically, I mean, if there was one line we've heard so far that I would be inclined to have a T-shirt made of it, it would be from this episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah. this episode might live on, even though um, 
It has no shot of being Sophia's choice at the end. Yeah. I'm just glad they had the decency to air it on January 24th. Right. That way we'd have something to talk about. Oh, you had, yeah. <laughs> Some really good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, from what I understand, uh, Ski, he watches a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Would you like me to tell you more about that? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, what happens if you put Florida Man January 24th in the YouTube? Lord knows what sort of rabbit hole you'll go down. Uh, you're right. You're going to say, yeah, don't do that, Ski, because uh, you have a job and uh, you only have one more day of the weekend before you have to go back to that job. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want anything to, you know, ruin your the setup you have going right now. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So. I'd say with that, uh, an hour and 35 minutes in, uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.